What's up, Capuatids? We're back. It's your favorite Ates, and welcome to season four. For those just tuning in, we are two Philippinex soul sisters on a decolonizing journey, currently based on Turtle Island, aka North America. We met each other again this lifetime in a healing circle, and that's how the Babylon Bruja Book Club podcast was born. This season, we did something a little different by engaging in a series of study break conversations with honored artists, authors, and thought leaders in the Philippinex diaspora. We enjoyed connecting with Kapwa with different perspectives and viewpoints, and we're so excited to extend these conversations to you. So before we begin today, we want to take a moment for grounding and gratitude. So if it is safe for you, wherever you are, we invite you to close your eyes. And if you aren't able to do that, perhaps if you are driving or doing things around the house, just invite you to take a moment to take in your surroundings and become present in your body. If it feels good for you, I invite you to place your hand on your heart, maybe one hand on your belly space and take some deep breaths, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. One more time, deep inhale in and exhale out. Inhale in, exhale out. And I invite you to continue to take deep and cleansing breaths in your own timing. And as you breathe, I invite you to imagine roots growing into the ground. And anything that you are carrying, I invite you just to offer it to Mother Earth today. We want to thank all of the ancestors of the lands that we are on and our own benevolent ancestors and our guides. We extend gratitude to them as we begin our conversation. And we also extend gratitude to you, Kapwatin, wherever you are. Hi, Sisitis. Hi, Sisitis. Oh my gosh, it's been timelines and lifetimes. Timelines, lifetimes, realms. Yeah. Hairstyles. Hairstyles. Y'all need to go on YouTube and check out Sis. She's rocking the cherry cola short hair girl. I'm a short hair girly now. And the velvet, uh, velvet. Okay velvet maroon halter top yeah but yeah yeah um we're here we're back we've been we've been here we came back into this timeline mm -hmm. (laughs) so we just thought we would update everybody pop in and say hey update everybody on what we've been up to personally and then We wanted to chat about a movie that came out called 1521. It was in theaters for like, like a hot second. One day. One day. One day. In honor of Philippine History Month. Yes. 
Yes. So it was called 1521. So you can imagine what it's about. Um, and since we just finished, um, we just finished the book by Ati Judy Robinson, 1521, Rediscovering the History of the Philippines. Uh, we thought we'd watch the movie. Steph and I watched it separately, of course, since we're not together. That would have been fun if we were together. But um, we took eventually. some time and we're just, yeah, eventually. But uh, we're just going to talk about the movie. But we thought we'd um, just catch you up on our lives uh, in case you were caring or wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we've been up to. Um, and as, as a disclaimer, we did not know the video. The movie was coming out. Um, it was synchronistically aligned. Um, shout out to Kuya Robs for yeah. informing the masses, aka me and Ate Aims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was like a what two day coordinating thing, like us trying to make time. It came out for those who are wondering, October second. Second, yeah. And then I think the announcement was like August thirty first or something. It was poorly marketed, obviously, um, and it was only showing one time across the nation in theaters for at 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. Yeah, that was it. 7 p.m. <laughs> in all so time. Are, right. No Filipino time. Okay. It was just one time. Yeah. Uh, so if, y'all, if you're listening to this and you managed to catch it too, um, leave us a comment and let us know what you thought. Yeah, that's what we're going to dive into today, uh, as well as update y'all on what we've been up to. So in respect to all the timeline jumping and I'll speak for me, ego death and things on our plates as who we are existing in this space. Um, I don't know, sis, you want to reintroduce yourself to the Jay-Z song? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Um, For those coming into, into this community. Who are you? What do you do? And uh, why you think it's important? We're going to talk about 1521. Okay. All right. So, um, wow, I haven't done this in a while. So my name is Aimi. Some people call me Ate Aimi. And my pronouns are she, her. I currently reside on the ancestral lands of the Shawnee, Miami, Wyandotte, Delaware, and the mound builders that are the Hopewell and the Adena, um, also known as, contemporarily known as Columbus, Ohio. And what do I do? Oh, wow, I don't know. For, um, I'm a mother of two. I, I am a partner. I um, own the Mayari Moon and I teach um, Kali or Eskrima Arnis Filipino Martial Arts, but I teach that as um, a spiritual practice to support yourself in ancestral remembrance and ancestral healing. And then just personally, like a somatic um, release, of, an embodiment of um, certain energies. So that is what I do. Um, me and Sissy Sis have been doing this podcast for what, like three? Coming on. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. We launched it in 2021, but yeah. it was, it was, it was first thing in 2020 end of 2020 yeah so um and I know we've been doing a series of study breaks and so you know sis and I have just been 
kind of resting and um, honoring our rhythms and also the different things that have popped up in our lives um, lately. Um, so uh, why I think is, that's a great question. Why do I think this is important to talk about? Why, is, why do I think this is important, period? Um, I just feel like uh, there are a lot of uh, stories and voices out there right now talking about decolonization, but um, I feel like everybody's voice is important and some people may resonate with us and some people may not and that is okay, but yeah. um, I like to think that um, adding our voices, my voice to the choir of um, opinions and stories out there will help other people, you know, descendants down the road, people who are searching, um, trying to figure out their roots and such. And so that's why I think it's important. And plus, I get to talk to my sis. And um, that's important to me, honestly, we were just talking about this offline, how sisterhood, relationships, familiar ties, those are very important and even whether or not you're blood related or not you know um sissy and sissy sis and i aren't necessary blood related but i mean we were back in the day somewhere down the line yeah so past life somewhere Different yeah village yeah <laughs> and past life too so um as far as what i've been up to let's see mm. uh listen i'm um, not to go too much into detail but this whole ass calendar year has been a little bit challenging for your at the IME. there have been a lot of um lots of healing just like more of it more in depth of all of the healings you know how healing cycles go um but i don't know this year kind of sat me down on my ass and recently um the Aries full moon was just recently and um, my guides and ancestors were kind of like, okay, you need to remember who you are though. Like, mm. get up. <laughs> this yeah. kind of actually ties into the movie. Uh, mm. I'll talk about it later. But so um, at this moment, I am practicing living in a new timeline. I am practicing... Uh, mm gratitude I am practicing noticing when I am falling into old thought patterns and kind of like thinking thanking that and releasing it and um remembering we're like literally remembering who I am so mm -hmm. that's where I've been so it, everything there's just internal it's just like internal uh, work this year internal updates I haven't had like a collie container in a while and that's okay so um yeah but that's okay. that's about it yeah, yeah. complete yeah it's complete yes thanks for sharing this yeah yeah we were we were talking about how um you know the system that we're in in this timeline this capitalistic patriarchal go 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 produce 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 um you know, kind of caught your office um, at mm -hmm. some point while we were trying to, you know, fulfill whatever purpose and obligations we also have in this reality. And um, what better to have a decolonizing podcast than to honor 
right? That we don't have to produce, 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 yes. right? Um, and y'all got like 50 uh, episodes to listen to anyway, if you want to, right? So, um, you know, I think it was divinely timed. Everything, in, in my opinion, is divinely timed and guided yeah. and, and always and always. And so um, I think, you know, we're this, we wouldn't be moving from authenticity and integrity if we weren't honoring our own processes as well. And that is not just the podcast. That's, you know, I'm me being all that she says she does and she is. Um, I myself, so I'm Stephanie. I'm at the Steph. I am currently residing on the Baby Walk Yokuts land in the Bay Area of California. Yes, it's still the Bay Area for any haters out there. <laughs> We're on the news. <laughs> uh, also known as um, Antioch Brentwood. Um, I am a grad school uh, LMFT trainee. Um, I am completing my hours right now for licensure. I am a wellness uh, coach, advocate. Um, I what else do I do? I, I am focusing on my fitness right now. My messages have been take care of your vessel. Mm. Um, and I've had a couple health wins in the past month, which has shown me that the work I've been doing, words or spells, y'all, and the things we eat, we consume mm -hmm. mentally, physically, truly does affect your vessel. Mm. Um, so that's the spaces I've been in primarily. I also run this decolonizing podcast with Sissy. Um, we met in a healing circle in 2020 and I don't know, divine synchronicities allowed us to get together and produce what we have so far. Um, and then we, uh, what else, I'm not go there yet. Uh, oh, I'm an Aquarius, Sagittarius, Gemini. That's my big three. I used to say like age sex, it's my big three. ASL. Your ASL. And since you got to let them know yours, because you didn't name them, but. Oh, yeah. Um, so I am a Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, and Aquarius Rising. Yes. So as you all caught, we got a lot of air in us. And that's, that's why, why we, we talk. That's why we talk. We just want to talk, you know. We just want to talk. <laughs> um, what else? Do I? I love uh, herbalism. It has been pivotal in my own healing process. Um, dealing my own chronic conditions, which I believe are lineage and ancestrally inherited, but I am transmuting it and have healed it. I live with cured, um, called diseases. Um, what else? Yeah, grad student. Uh, should I work in the matrix? But it has its pros and cons, you know. Um, I live in the Bay. I'm a California girl. The generator, human design. I I also study under um, an energy practitioner, Miriam Hasna, and um, a lot of her teachings come through for my energy practices. Um, I also love that she says, you know, archetypes are there, but they're not necessarily all that defines us because I do believe we're multidimensional creatives and whether or not you are moving in your purpose or fulfillment or you're finding it right now, it'll all come. Um, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I just, I think I'm a cultural bearer for this, this, I'm a piece, like Sis said, in the 
song of collective liberation and remembrance, um, freedom. Um, you can always, like I say, I should probably trademark this, take or toss the things we say. Um, and it's all right. And if you have voices you want to contribute to us too, yeah, we're open to always sitting down and listening. And that's what landed um, this podcast project. So we read 1521 um, and then it became a movie. <laughs> As we were like recording through the chapters too, we were like, oh, this would be dope as a movie. And then it manifested as a movie. I know that's what. So Seth kept saying, because there's this one particular character that keeps showing up in the in the book and his name is Enrique. And Sis kept saying, someone needs to make a movie about Enrique. Someone needs so the movie came out and I was uh because I'm in the time zone. My 7 p.m. comes before Steph's right. 7 p.m. So right. I was texting her in the movie, like, I think this movie's about Enrique. I <laughs> like, know Did you yeah. do that. I know. I know. Okay. The juicy stuff. We go get into it, y'all. So we just wanted to reintroduce ourselves, let you yeah. know what we do, who we yes. be. Uh, where we've come, where we are, um, where we are destined to be, who knows, God the Tala willing. Um, oh, sorry. You saying something, sis? Oh, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that I'm just so proud of you, sis, for like, as you were saying who you are and like all the stuff that you do. And, you know, we've been doing this podcast and sis has been like in school and like doing hours and <laughs> like, what? So I just want to say, I just wanted to, I just want to put that in there. Thank you, sis. Thank you. I receive those flowers. I, I send them back to you too. Being a mom and whoo, running a household and your own poly containers and your own offerings and doing this podcast too. It's been a lot. And I think the slowdown was a way of us being honoring decolonizing, right? Um, so and I'm hoping to have offerings out soon too, but, you know, per Western Eurocentric standards, I have to have this licensure. <laughs> <laughs> and you will. But it'll be epic once my offerings come online. That's uh, right. They're brewing, you know, brew, brew, got to brew sometimes. So. Yes. <laughs> brew, brew, got to brew. Exactly. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. So that's what we've been up to that's who we are if you um that's who we are today that's who we are today facts okay facts. so next that's year real. time we're gonna huh. be better we're gonna be doing other things so we'll do another intro again next year you know yeah yeah and if you're listening come on youtube because again we might look different we might i mean my hair has been changing sis hair been changing and that is part of your spiritual journey too. So. Yeah, just changing your avatar. That <laughs> it, it's energetically, it's it helps you change as well. So, yeah. Okay, well, let's jump in okay. to this movie, let's shall we? Yeah, they're like stop talking. Stop this talking. Movie. And if you like watch it later too. Let us know what you think, because this is kind of special, sis. It's, I feel like kind of exclusive. Like, you know, again, it was like divinely. It wasn't anything. And there was like no way to like hop on. I don't know. We could have done that, huh? What? Go watch 1521, like hopped on the, the Instagram. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we were doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're out. 
I know. You was running like we were decolonizing. We were <laughs> we were decolonizing. Right. We were decolonizing. We didn't have time. I know. Pop on that portal and but that's something to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. Because it would have been nice to have like a larger community. Because y'all, this book was like again, shout out to Ate Judy for putting this together. It really made the movie make more sense. Um, yes. Yes. So I was able to be like, oh, okay, that time they're talking about that piece of history. There's some things intertwined. It had hints of, it was giving Pocahontas, John Smith and Pocahontas and yeah. Romeo and Juliet. It was written by white people, interestingly. <laughs> I, there, I looked them up there like in LA. Oh, I okay. want to believe they had great intentions. I don't know what their intentions were to make yeah. this movie. Um, yeah. We got our critiques and our and our and our you know our things we want to give credit for. So, yeah. So, um, there, Lexa said that it was giving Pocahontas, John Smith. So, there, <laughs> the two main characters. So, one of them was Enrique, who we knew is an actual character from history, right? He was um, the servant of Magellan, so he was actually Magellan's right hand person um and they had picked him up from that part of the world like indonesia i don't know if he was necessarily filipino but i think it was indonesia wasn't it in the movie they made it sound like he was part of their village but yeah i think he came from like because the original uh endeavor for magellan was to go to the spices island not to be in the philippines and he stumbled there so yeah um but yes enrique was his interpreter yeah, yeah, so he, yeah, he was the interpreter. And Black I think, son. Was, yeah, because he was with him for so long. Like, I think that uh, Magellan got Enrique when Enrique was like eight or 10, something like that, like young. And so when, and I think there was like provisions for when Magellan passed that Enrique would get some sort of something, which was a rare thing. I'm feeling um, called to pull up the uh, the cast too. Um, okay, yeah, do it. Enrique was cute. Okay, okay, was, listen. He was like um, teen heartthrob. Like, okay, so Enrique in the village. Okay, so let me go back. So it's Enrique, and then there's a babylon named Diwata. So we'll talk Howard. about her. I have some right anyway. But those were that's the two main characters that were giving like Pocahontas. Uh, John Smith energy so um spoiler alert <laughs> yeah this is all spoiler alert really spoiler <laughs> alert. the movie opens and so it's like um Diwata and Enrique in the future right they're in the future and then she has a flashback to pre-colonial times and that's who they were in pre-colonial times and then that's the movie setting for like yeah. all like 95 percent of it 99 whatever and Enrique had the worst spray tan, fake tan. Stop it. Okay, let me show you. His name, his actor name is Hector David Jr. Yeah, he's actually super cute. There he is. He's cute. Yeah. So my oil stains. Okay. In pre-colonial. This is uh, Babaylan or yeah, Bea. Yeah, Bea Alonso. So. Um, Enrique, like in the pre-colonial times, first of all, can I just say, why did they make his outfit so 
like they could was giving michael's um let's find those those silver yes. and let's no let's like sew it <laughs> it's like i was telling rob i was like you know so we go to the renaissance festival every year oh, here not the renaissance. and it's so easy but listen the costumes at the that we put together that other regular people put together for the renaissance festival were better than that i was oh. like they could have just like put him in a flowy shirt and like some pants like what was this brick brick brack like stuff it was like, it was like uh what is it like when you make costumes that have that hard like I can't even, I don't even, I'm not a cost. we're not, we're clearly not costume design folks, but yeah, and then you buy like those shiny like border things that like yeah. on your scrapbooks. Hold um, on, I'm gonna pull it up. I was like, what's the budget <laughs> this film? Because um, it looked like they just like went to Michael's and picked up uh, the materials and I mean, it's from like some scene sis, far away it looked okay it wasn't like it but i was just like, asking i don't know what, what is your budget friend it was this one it was literally this oh where'd it go where'd it go but wasn't it it was it's like, like this. girl it, like, it reminded me of my, of my lola she bedazzled her shirts like she'd sew sequins on right like yeah. going on a line of sequins on yeah basic ass fabric like, so I thought they did him dirty and then they gave him a fake ass tan, right? So but then yeah. at the end of the movie. Oh, the slow-mo coming out. The, the, he came out the pool. I was like, oh, Enrique 2023. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Enrique. 2020. He lived his best life coming out. I know. They had to do that. I wasn't mad. I mean, no. probably like 20 something, but I was like, oh. Go ahead, Diwata. Get your yeah. man. Okay. I was like, okay, yeah. And she was like, I mean, the way that she came into the movie, she was um, dressed in all white, of course. Yeah. Um, she was dancing, I think, some kill. She was the princess. So, and then when um, Enrique saw her at the, I think it was like one of the scenes is, you know, them the Spaniards came, they posted, and then the Filipinos or the it was in Filipinos, Mayans, whatever y'all want to refer them pre to. Pre-colonial, our pre-colonial. Pre-colonial, yep. They invited them to come into the, the village to feast. And so they did performances. They had a lechon going. And then Enrique was there translating for Magellan. And he saw Diwata. And it was just funny, like the camera work too. Like, make sure your eyes bulge out, right? Because he was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, you know? <laughs> Right. Oh, oh no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Diwata is supposed to be, I think she was a princess, but she was also supposed to be, the, be a Babylon. Yeah. So the Babylon of the, but honestly, yeah. like I feel like right. they made her look weak, honestly. Oh. Made her look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, okay. So first of all, why she, did she have tats? That's what I'm saying. Why did one? It was giving. Okay, sorry, sis. No, no, go, 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 go. Just quickly saying, no discrimination or disrespect to my sisters out there that are light skinned But why is it always a light skinned female as the main character and always like the savior and the very like, uh -huh, like beautiful? 
like that was her and I, that's there's nothing wrong with that because it's all in us right yeah that's within me too okay sis yes. we have it the divine feminine but yes. she could they could have given her at least did she have like one tat at least one no one she didn't have any tats <laughs> and honestly like the babylon they were they were strong leaders in the community and at one point Enrique was like run away with me and she was like okay and <laughs> me and my friend who like we were in the movie theater we looked at each other like that is le legitimately not what a babylon would do they are yeah. they're there for their community right mm -hmm. and so and I'm like where's your intuition girl like girl where's your intuition like mm -hmm. you know and then they had like a they had a scene where she was doing Kali. Stop. I was like, I know you could say, go ahead. I was like, oh, they could, least, they could have at least like taught her some moves to like make her look like she knew what she was doing. It's not the one, two, right? One not two, the three, but, four, though. <laughs> but I'm just like, they just made her look really, uh, they just made her look really weak. And I didn't appreciate that. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> not that like being, again, not that being feminine is like, quote unquote, weak, but for the role of who we know the Babylon is in the pre-colonial right. village right. with our pre-colonial ancestors. They are strong. They are connected. A lot of the Babylon, um, like went into battle. Some of the Babylon um, worked with the chiefs. Uh, closely to um, give them she advice did. and stuff and which she did right she did there was one scene she did she advised Lapu Lapu sorry sis no go go she go advised Lapu she didn't she she advised Lapu Lapu and that's but the probably the one line I like from her the entire movie like she basically she did not turn on her people and she advised yeah. them she's like I think the Spaniards coming in is going to be ba all bad basically yeah. she told yeah. Lapu Lapu like this is real even though her man was on the other quote team, you know, because um, they were clearly involved at that point when she advised Lapu Lapu, because Lapu Lapu uh, counseled her, which I thought was cool. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, I mean, I 100% says like she would have been out there doing Kali, Estrema. She, she likes, I don't know, some randoms in some war scene pushed her down and she like fell and was crying. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. 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 Okay. I want to come back to that scene, but I want to talk about her outfit real quick. Why was it straight up Moana? Like the whole, the whole outfit was just, the skirt was printed on like, we have it. I'm going to see. I took, uh, it looks straight up like Moana, her outfit. Like they could we'll show the people. Let me find one. I think show the people. And then I'm going to pull up these, um, I'm going to pull up these uh, tattoos, these, oh, Lord. these gentlemen had. Wait, what's, oh, yeah, October 2nd. Bear with us, everybody. Um... Well, so. Okay, yeah, here, I got one because okay. I took it. Don't sue me. This yeah. is their outfit, okay? It's, it's, there's tassels on the end of her skirt. And at one point they like did a close up on her skirt and it was like clearly printed on like with ink, the, the pattern. 
you know what she I mean? She just her hair giving fairy like I don't know fairy. There's nothing the wrong with fairies again. However, this is a babylon. You know what I'm saying? I know, and and to be fair, that's a rendition of what a babylon could look like. But yeah. and then here's her here's this close up of her skin tone. I mean, yeah, the IME. Lead more to your left, sis. This yep. way. Come closer. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. See, do you see our brownness? Granted, <laughs> this is like movie screen, so it's a little bit of blue hints, but she was just like, were they in the Philippines? Wasn't this the sun out a lot? Like, yeah. Yeah. Why is she so light? Yeah. And again, and no disrespect to the sisters who are, but. Yeah no disrespect but it's it's a commentary on how even in a movie where they're portraying pre-colonial philippines um, the movie industry feels as if they need to put uh, a lead actress who is lighter so that that mm -hmm. is the critique there instead mm -hmm. of you know um, yeah, where the where the browner curvy women at? Because they were eating pork and rice. Like, come on now. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I just? I'm just. I am not a costumer, but can I just go <laughs> on this costume kick just real quick? Two more comments, okay? Sure, so sure. the other chief, not Lapu Lapu, but what is the other chief's name? The brother. Uh, oh no, no the Humabon. Uh, Humabon. Yeah, Humabon, and so Humabon and Lapu Lapu were were obviously big leaders in the community yes. and Humabon was more he plays the character that is ascribing to kind of like what's going on y'all I'm not going to go in that thing Gaza you know but giving into the oppressors thinking of them as a alibi or ally Alliance. and Lapu Lapu is not with it like fuck right. them yeah so. so Humabon they put a uh what is this like a bandana <laughs> on his head okay and then they said, give this man earrings, but give him hoop earrings. But they did not. He did not. They could have given him clip earrings if he didn't have his ears pierced. They just put it. Okay, so you need to come to the YouTube. So say like this is the this is this is where the um, help me the bandana or whatever, because he had a, like a bandana situation. They just yes. hooked the fucking earring onto the bandana so it would hang right here so that it would look like he had his Dang. you were really paying attention to him because i didn't he was annoying <laughs> me so I, didn't, I was like whatever he i was just, well i couldn't just i couldn't stop looking at all the bad costuming well um, let's talk about the sharpie tattoos <laughs> Because that was straight disrespectful, okay? Oh, like, my God. I, that's why I started texting this. I was like, why do they look like the tattoos were sharpied? And there yeah. were bad scenes where, I don't know if they were, look, I've been in, like, a movie production or whatever. Was he backstage? Did they just not be able to, like, to color in one of the tats? Because he appeared in the different scene, Lapu Lapu, and Lapu Lapu. And one of his, it's on his chest. Come on now. It's like, straight look at me. And it's 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 colored in, but there's scenes where it's not, and I was and these lines are just terrible. Like the lines are terrible. They're super dark. Like already, yeah. That's why I said come to the YouTube. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was giving uh Maui from Moana. Look at him. Yeah, that's Maui. But why was it so dark? I'm like they could, and then at, they had a battle, 
and I swear some of his his tattoos were running like the ink was running stop after the, the brother tattoo. had some good ones um so Dewata had a brother yeah. and he looked like this he was like yeah. Okuya right yeah but see look at his tat they're a little bit more like okay that's not yeah. natural yeah but why was Lapu Lapu a hat why did he have to be Maui though like yeah can be why a little they- more original <laughs> and then one of the one of the war the so they had a bunch of warriors lapu lapu's warriors one of the warriors just straight up had like a like just a, a sharpied uh figure of a a wave on his chest oh goodness and then i, I, was, got, I got a picture of a of sorry no, 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 don't be sorry don't be sorry i have a picture of enrique's outfit y'all this is the this is the lining we're talking about yes this uh, is the <laughs> I'm like, I, I understand that the, like, maybe the budget wasn't my dollars. That's ash from the zombies. Anyways, yeah. I um, understand that it wasn't like maybe a million, like it probably was not as big of a budget. Oh However, God. you could have gone to fucking Amazon and looked up like pirate shirt and that would have looked way. Oh. But he looks cute though. Look at Enrique. I was like, yeah, he's cute. Again, heartthrob. He's cute. The, uh, I watched it with some bait sisters and they were not feeling him. Lapu Lapu was Zanny because he was just very like, nah, it's land or die. Like, yeah, it's that very like, I'm going out on my land. I'm not selling out to nobody kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Also, but what was up with the his warriors though? I'm like, they couldn't find some buff ass Filipino men. I know okay. some out there. <laughs> Wait, the same picture. We're coming back to Diwata. Look at brother in the background. Where was he in the war scenes? That's Thank what I want to know. That's yes. Where, what I should have painted my nails before we recorded. Where was he? Look at that back. Like I know. And but- honestly, who was recruiting? Why didn't they go through like LA, Filipino town gyms? That's what I was thinking. D- Daily City uh gyms. You know, there's some brown brothers in there with some muscles. Like, yeah. no, again, we're not trying to body shame men in there, but it's just the, yeah. the representation. Like, it, it matters. And it looked like we're it was a bunch of like, I don't know, 12, 14, 15 year old young. Yeah. Yeah. And, and while there would be young men in pre colonial Philippines who were warriors, um, I don't know what we're saying is not again not to body shame anyone the representation could have yeah. been a little bit stronger is what we're trying where yeah. was he where was where, he who was not there was they probably like didn't want to pay him extra a check just, I mean like, I would have paid him extra. <laughs> he's like I'm not available the day you do the war scene so sorry Oh, I yeah. see if there's like uh, any warriors that were what we're talking about that were just they were just really, you know, it, it was giving school play. <laughs> yeah, <That's the, laughs> school play is it, sis? Like, oh my gosh. the wardrobe I, was a miss o- overall. They tried e for effort, right? But uh, it was school, play. but <laughs> yeah, that. but like. In October, in uh, Filipino American History Month, you're gonna do us like that. That's that's why. <laughs> like what the fuck? I was like, who produced this shit? Who wrote this shit? And it was again, Diwata and um, Enrique. It was very much more a story centered around 
them. It wasn't like they had snippets of this is what happened with Magellan. Can I just say though, the, I want to shout out the actor Danny Trejo. He was yeah. he Magellan, and he did a great job. His face is already like villainous, I think. Right? Yeah, but yeah. That was a uh, freaking Magellan, y'all. Good job with that cast. With that casting. Yeah, he was a great one. Um, I'm surprised that is it Michael. Yeah, he. This is Lapu Lapu. I wish he was a little browner, but that's just me. But that was Lapu Lapu that y'all saw as Maui. We'll go back. We'll go. <laughs> that's Maui. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Maui Lapu Lapu. And then they had uh, Maricel Lox. I think that was the the sister of. Diwata's brother. Yeah. She yeah. just she was more of like, I understand. She was like a supporting role, I think. Yeah, like yeah. a buffer. Uh Bond, yeah. who played Humaban's wife. She was not as like they don't have pictures. Erin Caressi and Soul at Eugenio. Because it says Datu. They don't have Soul. And I think that's that had to be Humaban. Yeah. But it was the, it's 1521, the quest for love. Yes. Yeah. So the book is 1521, Rediscovering the History of the Philippines. The movie is 1521, The Quest for Love. So they try to make the whole thing into a love story, which is fine. Again, I appreciate the effort. um, And oh my my gosh, the people who made this movie ever listen to this. (laughs) They're they're probably tore you apart a little bit. They're probably like, well, then you do it. I would advocate for more money. I mean, I don't know. Like, again, E for effort, but E plus, that's not even a grade. But I'm just saying, like, it's a little disrespectful. Just the time. Costume, you know, the the recruitment of warriors. Yes. The scene on the beach. They did did some war scenes on the beach. It was all right. I think the ones where they obviously centered, uh, was it Humabon? Obviously, Lapu Lapu Magellan scene. Oh, I wanted more like magic, magic. You know, there's more mysticism to pre-colonial history. Yeah. <laughs> Judy mentions it in the book. Like it's towards the end. I'm not. Even, I don't know if I'm gonna find it. Let's see if I find it. But like, you know, like the way she portrayed it, based upon what the historians had reported, there were more. There were like she. They wrote about how there were like uh, sea sea stars. What the hell are they called? Um. Sea star? Star, not star. Okay, starfish, starfish. Starfish, starfish and fishes and like birds, like they were also involved in the war. And the way they also had the war, it was just very like, we're on the beach and we're fighting now. And it's like, no. And Lapu Lapu was not there. Like he was like, I'm not fucking with this at all. You know what I mean? Um, He was actually, I think in a way avoiding, but he was in the scenes. He was in the scenes when, um, freaking Magellan made them bow to Catholicism and put the cross on there. Yeah, and he wasn't there in the- He wasn't act. there, but he was there in the movie. Um, and that, I think that's when, oh, what's her name? Diwata was like feeling her community yeah. crumble, yeah. whatever her, her scene was. But that was hard to watch. That was a little hard to watch. And I was actually with a sister who <clears throat> was very immersed is very immersed in the church so it was a little hard for her to watch too um but i want to come back to the war scene it was very descriptive in the book like 
there were moats, right? There were waterways that the Filipinos were much more strategic. Yeah. And they were gone. They're like, we're, we're not trying to fight, you know? Um, yeah. And then um, the Spaniards came into the water with all of their um, armor on. And that's how we were, the Philip, the pre-colonial Philippines was, uh, Filipinos were able to defeat them because, you know, walking through water with armor. Metal, fuck, yeah. heavy. Not they, did, <laughs> they did kind of portray Magellan's die, dying scene, right? Because all the warriors, like, had weakened him. And then when Lapu Lapu and him hit, like, Lapu Lapu took the final hit. But, Bro, finish right. him. Finish him. It was very yeah. Those scenes, those scenes weren't as bad, I think. But the the, the romance scene, I just I, I wasn't feeling it. I just it was star-crossed lovers. We're not supposed to be together, but we are. We're from different worlds, but we are. And I get love is love, but the whole like running in the middle of a war scene, like they had they had Enrique run on shore, and then they had Duwata run. They thought they were dead. So it's so Romeo and Juliet. Right, they thought each other was dead already, but then they came in freaking the final war scene and they ran towards each each other, and then there was just like some type of understanding. I don't know what the fuck. Then they died and they woke up and they were like yeah. in some dreamy ass hotel, and you got Enrique coming out the water. Yeah, I was like, well, they redeemed themselves at the end, Enrique. <laughs> but <I> yeah, was- <laughs> um, it was just it was um yeah. So there was this one scene with Diwata where, so the Spaniards had gone to another village and had burned the village to the ground. And Diwata comes upon one of the Spaniards, um, uh, trigger warning, everybody take a deep breath, Um, like assaulting one of the uh, women, the villager women. So Diwata comes in and helps the woman escape. But after the woman escapes, the Spaniard guy basically just trips Diwata. I'm not really sure. Did, but then she like just fell on the ground and stayed there. And she was just like, oh, like just. <laughs> Sorry, I- I'm not. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. He wanted mean, more. He wanted more from Diwata. Yeah, we wanted more. But get up, uh, use your use your one two, hit him in the. Yeah, she just <laughs> laid there, and then the Spaniard guy was like, "Okay," and then just walked away, and then she just fell asleep or something. It was like, bad, she just, y'all. She lay down. She's like, "I'm gonna go to bed," and then and then Enrique was running around like, "Is she dead?" and yeah. And so that scene, I was looking at her and I, I think I even said it under my breath. I was like, get up. You are a Kobailan, <laughs> right? Like you're more powerful than that. Let's like, get up. And then just like, I feel <laughs> my, you know how sometimes your guides are so funny, right? They're just like, they just, my guides are hilarious. Mm-hmm. They were, they looked at that scene and they were like, yeah, I mean, get up. You are powerful. What are you doing? Just like laying on the ground after all of this. You've gone through so much in your life. You've gotten, you can get up. Like this has been hard, but you can get up. So I was like, oh, okay. Touche. The movie hit you like that, sis. Just that for one. That's one. 
just that one particular scene because I was just clowning on her like get up girl like you okay and then my my guys are like yeah are you okay like yeah I'm fine um my mine isn't as funny to to um regurgitate but I think what hit me is like the love that they had for each other that they did such a bad job at like portraying but I get it like um he's like you know I can't it's like I can't live without you kind of love but like like I think like it's the message of is death the worst thing they both could have done right because they ended up waking up in a different timeline in some like luxury hotel with again Enrique coming out the water slow-mo with no shirt and just all wet and stuff and very yeah but (laughs) and Duwata's all pretty with the flower in her hair you know like in the end they're together and they're like at a different they transcended to different timelines so to me that was like wow when you do find that love Mm -hmm. is it worth dying for you know is it worth y'all just I'll be like you can meet me in a different timeline anyway fuck this timeline like forget all these people especially with the way they like reconciled and then the warriors were in the background I don't know if the director was trying to make it look dope it just looked corny as hell to me I don't know (laughs) it's just like you know damn well in real life they'd be like fuck your love like we try to kill right now especially when men or warriors get turned on to kill like yeah it's it's live it's different it's primal it's primal and but there were good scenes, I think, on the ship when um, Magellan was counseling his his folk. Enrique was there. Enrique was born. There was some, I had sympathy for him because. I did too, yeah. He, he's trying to be this divine, ma- I think divine mask. Divine masculine showed up in Enrique and Lapu Lapu, right? Yeah. They both have. And in some ways, I, he's still a sellout, Humabon, because mm-hmm. he's just thinking of, they're thinking about survival. They're thinking about the betterment of. And their de- their definition, their perspective of betterment is different. You know, yeah. Humabon's thinking about this. Be- this is going to make our trade better. We're going to partner with Spain. They got power. They got ports. They'll come here. They'll bring money. Mm-hmm. You know, Lapu Lapu's like, no, our our people matter. We don't bow down to anybody. We're royal. You know, he keeps that. Yeah. That. And then um, Enrique brought the whole like. Let's not fight. Like, why can't we be in partnership when he's yeah. actually dipping into spaces <laughs> with very toxic colonial imperialist men who are like, fuck this, we conquer and they're ours, like kind of kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, just like we saw in when we were reading the book, you know, there's nothing wrong with making good trade and good business deals, but it's like at what cost? So right. um in in the book and in the movie um when Magellan came to set up a cross in the middle of the village of Humabon's village and then they burned all of the Anitos all of the um all of their gods basically all of the um wooden statues that represented yeah that was hard yeah that was hard yeah that was difficult to watch but so that's what that's kind of what it was like you you make good deals you know that's not what we're talking about but like at what cost like they were just like okay we're just gonna go along with it so that um you know we can have better trade deals but at what at what expense so I think that's what Lapu Lapu had really picked up on and and why he was like no that's we're not gonna do that so 
we're not having that. And that was the clash of, you know, the 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 three of them really, I think. And then um, the translation too. There, did you catch that, sis? Like Enrique was translating, but it's in fucking English. <laughs> of course, we're in America, but that's also in itself a deep seated colonial, like colon uh, colonization. Like, why weren't they speaking in their native tongue? Right. Why couldn't Enrique translate? Because in, in reality, if this was like to the T more inter- integratist, mm-hmm. it would have had um, English um, mm-hmm. get dang uh, subs, subs, what do you call it? Subtitles. 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 Yeah. 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 So that to me, I was like, damn, you know, I'm sitting here as a second generation Filipino American mm-hmm. and I'm watching this movie. I'm going to give it like a five, four, th- three. I don't know, out of 10. Like, and I'm just cringing at the fact that, like, it still has to be in English. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's other cultures in present day that can watch movies about their culture. And it's actually yeah. in their native tongue. Yeah. And there's English subtitles. Yeah. So, what the fuck? You know, like, that bothered me. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. Just- like you said, I don't know uh, what the intention was of the directors slash producers or what their tie was to the Filipino community or to the Philippines in general, but I would have loved to have seen a more, uh, uh, authentic retelling with the language, with, um, better costumes. Better love story, like damn. Can we like get a little investment in, in Enrique and Dewan because they're cute as a couple? But, yeah, oh, it, so it has potential. That storyline has potential. It did, and it, as a as a like, I don't know if this is like my grad school storyteller, like to give y'all kind of a synopsis of the timeline. Like it opened with, as sis said, them being happy, and then she woke up from her dream, went back to that timeline, and then in that timeline, which is the most of the movie, like. It's really about Magellan. He's like posted at the at the shores of this place. It's you know Mactan or Cebu, that area, and that's why. And um, then it has like the the chiefs kind of consulting. How do we handle them? What do we do? They go back and forth, and then you have Enrique and Dewada doing their their little love scenes. And you got Dewada's like brother, like no, it's not gonna work, you know. So there's that drama piece in there. The tensions building. And then they start, and then the Spaniards did what they do, and they they made them bow and take Catholicism, and then they started burning villages, um, which I thought was like a nice taste of giving people, such as myself, like a taste of what has happened and what has been going on. And that's like probably a PG ass version, y'all, like for real. Even the quote trigger alert rape scene, yeah, was was it was cringy but like it it could be so fucking worse yeah. you know based upon like what hollywood can produce um mm-hmm. and so that was you know it just makes me think about what's happening right now in palestine and what happened has happened on the lands i i mean i are on on what's happening in maui and lahaina and how these colonization imperialist mindsets have just ruined innocent lives and it's just like, how much longer is this shit going to be happening? And for what? Yeah. For who? Yeah. Because the majority yeah. of us don't want that shit. It's just these elitist leaders that are somehow in power. Yeah. And 
look at what has happened, you know. So I just uh, bring that all up to say that, um, yeah, and then, you know, I, the timeline, going back to the timeline, they, they fought and then they had their death team and what's her name, Dewada and um, Enrique found each other in the war scene and then they that was it. That yeah. was it. And it was like. And he, he uh, died in her arms, spoiler alert. All right. Who but, uh, I think her brother or I don't know something happened. There was Ooh, so, there yeah. was a a spear that was crossed or a uh, arrow. He didn't really mean to kill him, but I got that scene first. And then he was just like choking, <laughs> choking on like red water. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm I am not an actor or an actress, so <laughs> I am not going to. <laughs> too hard but at the same time as just as someone who watches netflix i'm like you know you know what was the budget like did you have a philippine x council who were they what what was their background what are their credentials like yeah that's what um manang was there and she was she's like did they like she's it's true did they consult anybody like who yeah, or did were they just like Filipinos are having a moment? Let's capitalize. You know, burn some guava leaves. For that, <laughs> you know, so maybe yeah, like, oh, our yeah. fucking our colony, our pain is is worth creating a I don't know what twenty fifty thousand dollar budget movie. I just, you could have gone to the thrift store and gotten better costumes. I am so sorry. Ooh, that was a, that was a, that was a word, sis. Mm. <laughs> Where was Jillian? Where's our sis Jillian? She's I, a I, was, I was like, Jillian would have made this better. <laughs> oh, so much. You, um, so much. I wonder if he even saw it. She probably didn't even know what was happening. I, told, I, I text her because uh, after, I think we were, whatever, catch up, I was like, I wish you had been on, because they, they probably shot it in L.A. Like the director was white, the screenwriter was white. I think I can be wrong. Y'all take her a toss, but but I, I bet they were married to Filipinas. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was shade. Yeah, and it's just like I want to director. You watching this? Sit down with us. I would like to know, like, what was the inspiration? What made you be like, I want to make a movie, and I'm gonna do this movie. You know, like yeah. And why would you, if you're trying to make money off us, why would you only do it one day, one time? And who was your marketing manager? Like, we, there's so many. We have so many questions. You could, there's yeah, so many. You, so you could have made if you wanted to make money off. You could have, like, you really could have, especially yeah. if you had that shit playing all day in San Francisco, Daily City, with those amount of that population of yeah. that are consciously aware of the culture yeah. that are yeah. like you know awakened to it. You could have cashed in at least another like I don't know 10 to 20 G's in ticket sales. Yeah, because if one thing, if it's one thing that's going to happen is Filipinos are going to show up and they're going to represent, you know? Yeah. And I think that that, that's the message about, I'm doing research right now on decolonization and um, colonial mentality and ethnic identity. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the things I read, shout out to Professor Nadal and um, uh, Enrique, is, is it Enrique, David? Uh, he wrote Brown Skin, White Minds. That's another great book. Y'all need to holler at like their work. I read their published work and the Penais who wrote that. But the the one of the conclusions is the more that you are involved in spaces with folks who are tapping into the roots, 
the more that we actually will kind of reverse this colonial mentality and be proud of our roots and who we are, where we came from and our old practices. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Was there a lot of people in your theater? Um, so what happened was when we pop, when we purchased, it was like just us. And then when we actually went, I think there was like a, I don't know, like I told sis, like Tita, Tito, I think they were Asian. I don't know if they're Filipino. I didn't get to see, but they were, I went, they pulled out their phones a couple times during the movie. I don't know if they were texting or they were annoyed because we were loud. <laughs> All our comments. Because yeah. I think at one point, uh, shout out to Sis Leslie, she was like, I love him. Like, Lapu Lapu. Like, because yeah. he was just giving Zaddy at some moments. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Like, you know, just, anyways. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, there was actually some white people in there, but I watched in Walnut Creek. Yeah, well, we so when I yeah. bought when I bought the ticket, so I went with my nephew and my um my friend Christine, and they're both Filipino, uh, Filipinex. And so when I had bought the tickets for us, there was nobody in there. It was just going to be us, and I was kind of looking forward to that because I was like, oh, we can just be loud, we can clown on the whole thing. Same. Because I kind of, I didn't have high hopes for the movie. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I'm not going to have really high hopes. So uh, we got in there and there was like five titas in the back and we walk in and they're like, oh, hui. And they're like, are you Filipino? Oh, Filipinx people are clearly more. I don't know. It was Walnut Creek, California. If you're from the Bay, then you already know. There's hella people in Walnut Creek. And so, oh. but the crazy thing was, sis, they didn't even turn off the lights when the movie started. It was so rude. That is it was rude. Just, that, it was just like, what did they oh. just think that didn't matter to us? But it was fine. It was fun in the moment to be with like my nephew and my friend and just to like, you know, have, it was like, you ever seen Mystery Science 3000 where they like they watch old movies and they just like clown on them that's how that's kind of how it felt you know where you energy just, you were bringing yeah yeah so but. one element sorry sis can i oh, go ahead. we did not bring up is the the gold projection because that's why the standards stayed because yes Philip, and and let's just talk about raha i remember i texted you i was checking my i lost my notes i don't know divine was like you were trying to record shit anyways uh raha <laughs> <laughs> in that sense but um yeah raha it's not raja it's raha Rahulaban. his wifey she was decked out in gold remember yeah um it was one of those like po- remember that pocahontas movie because like john smith was like oh we came here for this he brought out a coin and it was a gold and pocahontas was like we don't have that here anyways they definitely had it there but the spaniards were like oh we wanted spices but this is also valuable too so we're gonna loot this essentially so those were two things i want to bring up philippines has an abundant gold gold is there gold is there and um yeah raha's wifey was she had the crown and the she looked great yeah her costume was good <laughs> she probably put on what they, whatever they had for her and she was like you know what i can't <laughs> yeah. did you pick up two on the tones of her counsel to her her man Pumabon and um how, what Diwata played for Lapu Lapu like how the men I, I appreciated that in some ways like yes. the men need to ask a woman yeah 
yeah what do you think like yeah. I think that is a display of some type of like I don't know less toxic how, patriarchal well yeah and a nod to how we used uh pre-colonial philippines was more egalitarian it wasn't so patriarchal or matriarchal it, it, you know women and men um kind of had equal status yes. so yeah it wasn't it wasn't out of the ordinary for a chief to uh, get counsel from a babaylan or from you know their partner or just another woman in the village who was a leader so yes yes so I did appreciate that. There are small things in the movie that I can appreciate, appreciate. Um, but overall, if you want, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, y'all, but if you want to go watch it, um, go into it with an open mind, have your own interpretation, yeah. and then come yeah. back and let us know yeah. uh, if you had different thoughts than we did. Uh, or expanded thoughts or contradictory thoughts, what yeah. have you. Yeah. Um, I, all in all, again, we appreciate that there was a, an attempt for representation during Filipino American History Month. But at the same time, we did not appreciate the costumes and then the fake tattoos. They could have just had no tattoos, honestly. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Just don't have any if you're going to do or it don't do like when you try to do too much you are doing too much it just it was sharpied as fuck like oh it was and um i i want to say as you know at the prescription take your toss is to read the book 1521 yes you can you know and if you don't have time we got brown girl cliff notes for you um again it's i mean i's perspective we recognize that but we do kind of summarize best we can the chapters when you watch the movie and you can either listen to us before the movie or after the movie. It's up to you. But we, yeah. chances are, we're talking the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because these tats, I'm telling you, terrible. Hard. Like, I, they're honestly, like, in, I, sh- I don't want to say in closing, but, like, Lapu Lapu's titty was... <laughs> what? <laughs> there were lots, but the left side was more colored in than the right side. And then he popped up again, then they were both colored, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah there are some inconsistencies in who's the, the director yeah me. I'll take that check shit but <laughs> I was I I do remember I texted Steph and I said I'm glad that we read the book I feel like I was able to follow the story or like there are things yeah. that came up I'm like oh yeah that's actually a thing that yeah. or things that, that we knew yeah that they hit and there's things that they missed yeah um, because yeah. there was much more, in, in some ways, like, there was much more, um, you know, like, uh, I want to say reverie. There was much more rapport. Like, Magellan was actually, like, they had nights with the Filipinos that they drank, and they had a good time. And this was, like, straight, like, we're going to come here and take your shit. And it's a scrap. Like, let's fight. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So... Yeah, so that was that. Um, again, thank you and no thank you. Thank you and no thank you. Um, and again, our our opinions are ours. So, in, take our toss. In in lieu of taking our tossing, as we close this, yes. Um, I just want to invite y'all to take a moment and tap in. Put your hand over your heart. 
Where are you now? Where's your mind? Where's your body? Where's your spirit? And take a breath, inhale and exhale as you wish. And again, as this taker toss energy, just separate yourselves from us, from us, our words, our thoughts, our opinions. If you can visualize yourself, um, your aura, your space, your bubble, me at the eye, me, you. Picture the bubbles just separating in those comments, feelings, emotions. Bring yours into your space. Ours, you can call on Mother Earth for a grounding cord and get back to her. Thank her. And I leave it up to you now to get grounded, you know, with your with your own special practices. Go eat something nourishing, drink something nourishing. Journal, exercise, go outside, sit with the sun, integrate maybe some of the things Aiden said that did resonate with you or didn't. But the point is to come out of your head back into your body, into your into your spirit, your space. Come on here, open your eyes, leave us leave us some love. You feel called. Thank you for listening and tuning in, no matter wherever, whenever that may be.